0: If you blink, you've gone too far
1: We all get our news from the gal behind the bar It takes a village to raise this community And even if you don't go to
0: church, you say grace Or give your thanks before you eat This is us, a small town in America And put simply, we like things how they used to be We got one-stop sign the bar closes at nine and we got an exxon you can't miss it it's up there on the right and this is home we take care of our own if
1: you can't relate get back on the interstate and go
0: hello and welcome to climax the podcast <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, indeed. That is another voice. This is going to be a vastly different episode than you're used to, but you are listening to Climax the Podcast, love letter to a small town, a product of the Climax Scots digital network. And you're not imagining it. I don't think I'm imagining it, but yes, there's another voice. Uh, the guest this week is also the co-host is actually my pal, Jackie Longman. Hi, Jackie. Welcome back.
0: Hi, Kevin. Thank you for having me on again.
1: Maybe someday. Maybe someday we'll do a podcast that's actually about your life story or something but (laughs) this is essentially just going to be fun banter that is our goal with this one yes but jackie you know as a regular listener of climax the podcast how do we do the business here on climax the podcast
0: uh you do the business up front
1: that's right party in the back and we thank those who help (laughs) us keep the lights on here at climax the podcast amen jackie you want to tell them about the og sponsor
0: the og sponsor is kristen simmons wikoski State Farm Insurance, call Kristen for all of your insurance needs. We're talking, you know, vehicle insurance, home insurance, life insurance, all of the above. One-stop shop. She can take care of you. Hometown gal, give her a call.
1: Jackie, you hit all the high notes there for Kristen's usual ad read or our fun ad read. Her team is always ready to take your call at 269-968-5130 or what's that website, Jackie?
0: www.callkristen.com. That's. Correct.
1: No, that's K.
0: <laughs> oh, that's with a K. R-I-S-T-E-N.
1: I-N. That's why I-N. I spell it. That's why I spell it every <laughs> week is so that people go to the right website.
0: Should I do it again?
1: <laughs> We're rolling with it. Okay. So you Sorry, can either. Kristen, I
0: don't know how to spell your name. I swear. You put me on the spot.
1: If you have any needs or maybe want to explore different insurance options, you can give Kristen and her team a call at 269-968-5130. Or what's that web address, Jackie?
0: www.callkristen.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N.
1: Callkristin.com. Well done. Thanks. <laughs> and the show would not be possible without the help, support, and archival access of Prairie Historical Society... They're open on Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays from 10 a.m. to noon, Thursdays from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. And Jackie, you've been to the History Room recently. Wasn't that some fun?
0: Oh, yeah. I have a blast up there. There's a lot to look through. And I always enjoy seeing your live shows on Thursday night, too. I just watched the one about the fire stuff, deep dive in. So, so much stuff. You could spend hours up there.
1: And I do. Prairie Historical Society has been documenting the histories of Climax Scots and the surrounding areas for over 40 years. It's a nonprofit organization that is supported by donations from the general public and folks just like you. You can become a member of Prairie Historical Society for $15 per year. Anyone is always welcome to donate more if they wish, but $15 is the minimum dues for the membership. That gets you those six bi-monthly newsletters mailed to your door, and soon that's going to get you access to the, quote, Netflix of Climax and Scott's history in Prairie Historical Society.org. That's coming in the month of March, so just a few weeks away. I can't wait for that. Soon you'll be able to pay your membership fees through prairiehistoricalsociety.org, but for now, you can mail those membership payments and your address information to Prairie Historical Society, 107 North Main Street, P.O. Box 82, Climax, Michigan, 49034.
0: <laughs> the fact that you just rattled that address off. <laughs>
1: And Climax the Podcast is a product of the Climax Scots Digital Network. Jackie, what the heck is CSDN?
0: Climax Scots Digital Network is you're asking. Exactly.
1: Me. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> it's everything. It encompasses all the storytelling we need in town. <laughs> Podcasts, you know, <laughs> social media. Yep. Blogs. I don't know. I'm explaining this term. <laughs>
1: And as mentioned at the top of the show, Climax the Podcast is a product of the Climax Scots Digital Network. CSDN, you can visit the website, which you can get to through either Network.com or csdigitalnetwork.org, or you can download the Spaces by Wix app and enter promo code CSDN24, CSDN24. We're centric to telling the stories of the people and places of the Climax Scots community, and that happens through news and blogs, through this podcast, through different videos like our See Us CS series. Just did a video last week about the weightlifting program, the powerlifting program.
0: Yeah, great program. Kevin Langs leads that program. Um, I know a lot of kids that have benefited greatly from that, and that was a great video. So everybody should check that video out, Coach Langs.
1: Now, Jackie, I know you know how to end the business. How do we end the business here on The Business Up Front? (laughs) And just like that, the business is done. Excellent. That's the second time you've done that. I think it's even better this
0: time. (laughs) Definitely better this time.
1: (laughs) I don't know if in post-production there's going to be the usual musical transition, but it's that time of the week where we segue into the main event... And the main event this week is Jackie Longman. Oh. But this isn't really diving into specifically Jackie's family story. We may touch on some Longman family centric things, but we are here to celebrate birth of a holiday, the legend of Beam Day.
0: <laughs> My favorite holiday.
1: So here we are, we are into the main event this week on Climax the Podcast. Not sure if we had a musical transition or not, because there's a couple different ways this might get edited, but in case I haven't already welcomed you to the show and the final product, welcome back to Climax the Podcast, Jackie Longman.
0: Hello, and welcome to Climax the Podcast, which Kevin just said already, so...
1: <laughs> well, they should. They just feel extra welcome. There's worse things that I'm could happen. i welcoming
0: you as well, yes. It's a very small town of you. <laughs> Thank you. It's just built in, you know.
1: So... Jackie, we're here to talk about the birth of a holiday, and to most people reading the title or even hearing us in these first few minutes, they're going to basically go, what the? (laughs) But for a certain, I don't want to say generation, for a certain two or three grade years in the mid-90s in climax, um, this is a holiday. We have celebrated it pretty much every year since 1996.
0: Yes, we've acknowledged it in some way, even if it's just a Facebook post or texting a group of people. Yeah, we, we always remember beam day. And yeah,
1: do you remember, do you know the May date 15th. off the tip of your head? Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, That's
0: May 13th. I don't forget. Well, and plus my birthday is May 10th, so it was always an easy remember for me anyways, which normally I don't remember dates like you, but because of that correlation, I've always remembered.
1: Did I ever tell you that May 13th might not be the day?
0: What? Because that's what I've always celebrated.
1: Yeah, so this is a confession about Beam Day.
0: No. Did you gaslight all of us?
1: So here's how it happened. <laughs> it, it happened in, in May of that year. They were bringing in, and actually, maybe it was 1995. I'll have to double check Did that you, date. But yeah. essentially, when the what is now the current gym was built onto the school in the mid-90s. And I think it was the 96, 97 school year that was the first year we were in the gym for athletic events then.
0: right.
1: Well, there was a day that was a, a pretty big to-do, not necessarily holiday worthy, or so it would or seem, <laughs> but the main support beam, the, I don't even know how many tons. I mean, if you go in that gym, you can see it's a big darn it's beam. Massive. It's the main yeah. support conduit, or support conduit, the main support thingy <laughs> for that whole gym And the baseball field fences had to come down. And we'll probably get into more of those details later. But that did happen somewhere around like May of that year. Yeah. And the next year I was like, we really need to keep celebrating Beam Day. But I couldn't remember the day. So I picked May 13th. Because I knew I would remember it because Carl Swagger's birthday was May 14th. So as long as I remembered it was the day before Carl's birthday, I would likely never forget it.
0: I feel like my whole life is a lie right now because I've always like thought that that was the real day. But you know what? It is the real day in our hearts and that's all that matters, I well, think.
1: And I'm going to take maybe some of the sting off that. You love <laughs> Founders Day and Memorial Day, right? Right. What date is that?
0: Yeah, It's, it's like five 30th, different dates. Right. It's the last Monday <laughs> right. Whatever is in
1: that. May. Sometimes it's my birthday, mm-hmm. but it's usually anywhere between May 25th and May 31st. It's right. so like every, what, six years, my birthday's on Memorial Day. And the <laughs> town throws a parade in my honor.
0: <laughs> Founder's Day. Kevin's founding day.
1: So Jackie, um, do you want to set the stage a little bit for uh, kind of where we were before Beam Day was christened, so to speak?
0: Well, we were in, you mean like physically where we were? We were yeah, in- Yeah, just the
1: situation.
0: Yeah, we were in Mr. Ladd's um, science classroom, which actually looks out onto the baseball field and like the driveway coming in. And um, like we said, the year was, I'm, I'm pretty sure about the year, it was 1955. or 19, <laughs> Run for it, Marty! 1995! <laughs> oh my God, I was even alive then! <laughs> <laughs> Nineteen
1: ninety five. <laughs> Fifty five might have been with the uh, beam for the other or the old gym came in actually.
0: <laughs> yes, like that was a past life. Excuse me. Um, Nineteen ninety five. Yeah. So we were um, hanging out in in that classroom, and everybody, uh, well, we were all pumped about this beam coming in because it was going to be a big deal. Like you mentioned, that they were going to have to take down fences, like. Were they gonna tear up the field with their tires? Won't they? Will they? Won't they? You know, like it was a lot of drama and chaos, and it was like the most exciting thing that had happened in a long time. So, uh, really, though, I think at the heart of it was that we just didn't want to pay attention in science <laughs> that's class. The so, of it. <laughs> I mean, I built it up pretty big, but that's the that's the honest to god
1: truth. And I can <laughs> definitively say my the way my memory works. You said something that made those little synapses start to spark. It definitely was May of 1996 because we were in biology one. I had physical science, my freshman year, biology one with you and the gang, my sophomore year. And it was May of my sophomore year, which was 95, 96. So the beam came in in May of 96, but we wouldn't have played like basketball in there until the 96, 97 school year.
0: Okay. That would make sense.
1: All right. I think we've got our timeline right. But yeah, that's the okay. swerve. May 13th was an arbitrary date <laughs> picked uh, by a 17 year old me. I'm sorry for those I've lied to over the years. But <laughs> again, some holiday, like Easter is a different calendar date every year. Memorial's right. A, right. Memorial days, one of six days.
0: Well, and your reasoning for it is just hilarious. So it makes it even better. And now nobody will forget Carl Swagger's birthday. So yeah. happy birthday early, Carl. <laughs> and happy beam day. <laughs>
1: And as Jackie mentioned, so for those who are maybe more familiar with the school now or even the school, uh, well, really the school now, because anybody, the school didn't look like this until the mid-90s. Right. But now there's essentially, if you're at the high school office and you walk down the ramp or stairs kind of on that back wall of the gym, you're eventually going to pass the two computer labs on your right. And then there's that door that goes outside and then you hang the right. And the very first room on the right is now a science lab. And that's where this class was. Yes. At the time, the teacher was uh, Ray Lad, and Ray was only at CS for a couple of years, and we're, we don't want to make this anything that seems derogatory or throwing rocks at Ray Lad. He just happens to be no. the teacher here.
0: No. Yeah. And, and he did leave a lasting impression for sure, but...
1: Um, and yeah. we, were n- we were not model students, and I don't believe he taught after his couple years at Climax <laughs> Scott, so it also might have been a, we were kind of jerks and maybe teaching yeah. wasn't his thing. Uh, but whatever it is, we wish you well wherever you are out there, Mr. Ladd.
0: Oh, yeah. Surely listening, well. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Surely listening to Climax the yes,
1: podcast. Yes. Surely listening to Climax the podcast. Yes, of course. Every I'm week. sure
0: it's reached him, hopefully.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. So, Mr. Ladd actually is a key character in the lore that is Birth of a Holiday. Or <laughs> he's, le- Yeah,
0: he's central to, yep.
1: Yeah, Birth of a Holiday, the legend of Beam Day. Because honestly, well, I, I kind of can't say that thought without going into the story. So. Jackie, what's your memory of what class was like that day?
0: Oh gosh, I don't have the memory that you have. So mine is very vague. Like my memories come more like when we were talking about it and celebrating it later. But I do remember people that were involved. Um, I know like it was us, obviously. Um, Joel Case was very central to this. Um, Katie Heilman. Um, I'm forgetting a few people. Sarah Ball was in in that mix.
1: Uh, Brandon. Katie, I'm pretty Brandon sure Brandon Kirk. Perk was, was in Katie there. Was Katie
0: Foreman also, though? Was it both Katie's?
1: It might have been. I Heilman, for sure. Yeah. Um, I believe Foreman.
0: But it was either you or and this may be when you come in and tell the story, but this is where I'm saying my memory is bad. Like, I remember like the day and like it happening and like, you know, how we were just trying to like, really just blow off class and like yes. make, we always did that kind of stuff though. This is not new, but like this one literally spawned a holiday, which is why it's a special story. But I don't know if it was you or Joel or just like a collaboration, but I feel like it was one of you two that, that suggested, you definitely suggested later celebrating it, right? Yeah, but did one of you come of up with name. Beam Day like oh, that year?
1: Joel, in my opinion, gets official credit for the naming That's of the That's kind of
0: what I remember um, was that part of it. In but. term
1: in terms of there there's a essentially, since you said 1955, there's a <laughs> clock tower moment in the story when lightning precisely strikes the tower. Yeah. When Beam Day was born. That yes. may be May 13th, maybe not <laughs> day in nineteen ninety six. And a lot of those details you said, that's right where my memory's at, in terms yeah. of the people and the kind of the players and the scenes. Suzanne yeah. was in there for sure. Yeah, Suze. Um, oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot Sues. I think Carl was in that class. I don't I'm remember pre- 100%.
0: I'm pretty sure he, like in my memory he was. But like, again, I, I'm horrible with, with some details. But I was pretty sure Carl was in that class too. And maybe that's even why your correlation with his birthday spawned, because he was part of it. And he definitely, definitely celebrates be. it with us. So I'm pretty sure that Carl was there too.
1: Yep, and also when you've been celebrating Beam Day every May 13th from 1997 <laughs> onward, <laughs> uh, they do kind of blend together Yes, at some point. <laughs> yeah, so all these, we were basically looking for an excuse to do really anything but school. Anything except
0: biology one, yeah.
1: Yep, and and again, Jackie already mentioned the somewhat chaotic scene. Now, the essentially the main structure of the gym isn't there like... At oh, all, no. or at least like no, no. roof or anything,
0: right? Because they needed that that beam to basically build everything from there, because um, it's basically the central support to the roof and everything from there.
1: So, in addition to a very under construction climax, Scotts Junior Senior High School, the fences have been removed from the baseball field, and a lot of people may know the field is called Robert Weese's Junior Field. Amen. And that's named after a longtime baseball coach, legendary baseball coach, and my Uncle Bob, Bob Wiese's Jr. A wonderful all-around man. Love
0: him. Love your family.
1: (laughs) And a good part of why that field is named Bob Wiese's Jr. Field is that man took meticulous care of that field. And not without a lot of help over the years, like your grandfather and various members of your family, actually. But
0: Bob was, I mean, out there for years, just taking care of that field for hours. Yeah.
1: Well, people would joke that Bob had names for each individual blade of grass because that was just the (laughs) level of care. Other schools, and our field is still great. Other schools look forward to coming to Climax to play on that field because it's so unique compared to a lot of,
0: hmm,
1: I'll just say lesser.
0: Lesser fields.
1: (laughs) So rewind the clock to when Bob is still coaching the baseball team and he's still absolutely the meticulous field management uh, person that he is. And part of, I think what really started us just looking out the window at the beam was more so people noticing that uncle Bob was kind of pacing nervously.
0: When you it's so funny that you just said that because I had a vision in my head of him literally doing that. So did that actually happen? Or is that just like, because I Mm -hmm. feel like I remember him being out there like, like very carefully watching what they were doing.
1: No, that, that was definitely the case. And I'm fairly okay. certain he uh, assisted like with manual labor of the actual removal of the outfield fences and things. Oh,
0: I wouldn't doubt it. Cause he would, you know, that's his field. He wouldn't have allowed anybody else to do it without his knowledge or at least him being there to help. So that doesn't surprise me. And okay. So I'm glad my memory was right there. <laughs> so
1: you add to that, the just meticulous love and care of that field. Now the fences are getting ripped out. And this many, many, many tons beam is got to be driven across the field. And if you imagine the truck that's going to carry a giant beam, you've yes. probably passed him on the highway at some point in your life. That big old truck has now got to drive across that field and basically back up to the school.
0: Well, and you got to remember, too, that it's May in Michigan. In April and May, we get enormous amounts of rain sometimes the ground is softer than other times of the year so like you've got that to contend with like how big are these ruts gonna be that they're gonna make you know like yeah definitely a concern surrounding it coming in
1: now we in this class happened to be the well the scene originally was just kind of the on deck circle if i may use an appropriate pun yeah but we also saw the beam was coming in during that class and so the commotion was really at a peak. And it's not everyone in class, but it's a, it's a good, like kind of all this group that we've yeah. named. Yeah. And in my mind, this is where a waterfall or a crescendo of three, four sound bites happens in a row. And if it, any one of these things had happened any differently, we would not be talking about this 25, <laughs> no. 26 years later, whatever it is.
0: It's perfect.
1: So okay. it starts with Mr. Ladd trying to kind of get control of the class.
0: Trying being right. an operative word,
1: and in my mind, in my memory, he tries to get our attention one time and saying, "Class," and then somebody would say something like, "Oh, we're w- we're watching Mister Weezy's go crazy out there," <laughs> and then he said, "Ladies and gentlemen," <laughs> but they're bringing the beam in right now. Don't know who said these things, or even if that was said, but definitively that third yeah. soundbite. Yes, uh, said, "Ladies and gentlemen," and Joel just declares. But Mr. Ladd, it's Beam Day!
0: <laughs> I can almost see him just gesturing out the window. Yeah, uh, I remember, day. like, big body language,
1: like, <laughs> almost like Evita on the podium, outstretching her arms. Like, but Mr. Ladd, it's Beam, beam day. day! Now, oh, that God. alone <laughs> would not have triggered this. It's a key ingredient. In, in right. my opinion, one of the two most key yes. ingredients. Now, had Ray Ladd responded... Any anything. other <laughs> yes, way, anything else. Oh. any other possible combination of body language and verbiage, these two things hand in hand, And like Joel threw up, uh, like Joel threw the touchdown pass or caught the touchdown right. pass. Ray Ladd spiked the ball. <laughs> so most people that listen to this show either know this reference or you could look it up. Um, imagine, so Chris Farley did the Matt Foley motivational speaker character. Yeah. Chris Farley was certainly bigger than Ray, but oh, reasonably yeah. Yeah. similar body types. And yes. Matt had these big language body language things, where he'd like put his hands in the air and bring them down real fast. He'd be like, in a know, down by the river. That's Matt yes. Foley. So with similar body language to Matt Foley, sequence of events. But Mr. Ladd, it's beam day. <laughs> and he says, and I quote, he clasps his hands like a almost like a preacher or like in a prayer or something and says, ladies and gentlemen, I know you're excited about the bean, which none of us were. But the way he, the energy from Joel and the way he said that we all give like a crowd pop, like the like Taylor Swift just walked out on stage or something It
0: instantly created that. Yes, we are. Yep, now we're excited about it, now that you just did that. Yeah.
1: Now, you basically you basically put created our... created ex- it now. Yeah. you put our stop paying attention to class card on a silver platter with an Andy's mint next to it on a doily and said, here you are, your excuse, but... Again, just rewind the tape. Beam's coming in. The pacing. There's tension. We're just trying to get out of doing stuff in class. But Mr. Ladd, it's beam day. Matt Foley body language. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you're excited about the beam. Like, And it sent a shockwave oh, through our lives to where we're still talking about it to this day.
0: That's the part that you can't, like, that I'll never forget. Like, that, I mean, that visual is definitely there in my mind. Like, that, <laughs> that moment. I wish this is the only moment that I wish that your podcast also had video because if people who aren't just, you need to look up on YouTube, Matt Foley motivational speaker, and you'll get what he's saying about the body language, because that was key too and the the slowness and precision of the delivery. I know you're excited about beam day. Like it was just, (laughs) (laughs) it it was just perfect.
1: (laughs) And we just like exploded in cheers and laughter and, a lot of our friend group yeah. could be what you might call a dead horse comedian yes. where something might have been the least bit clever or yeah. funny, but we just keep going back to it until it kind of comes back around. And that was essentially what happened. I feel like we
0: were doing it like before Family Guy even. Like- yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Different dead horse comedy. I'm talking like Norm MacDonald sometimes yes. or Gilbert Gottfried. If they had a bit die, they would lean into it so hard the rest of yeah. their show. Like they would try to save it and they, they would just try to save the bomb. So funny, and I feel like that's kind of what we were doing as we made yeah. this lackadaisical excuse of we don't want to pay attention because a new beam is coming in for the const- <laughs> yeah that's what every 15-, 16 year old kid cares about, but those words um. in that order, we just celebrated like a, a major sporting event had been won or something.
0: Yeah, we inst- it was instant like that part I remember like it was instant like reaction from all of us. We were just all like pandemonium at that point. So. And I feel like I don't want to get too far off the rails, but I feel like it has to be said just like a lot of this too was the there was a few years there in that time in the mid-90s where the classes, like my class, your class, like there was a couple classes there in a row that it was just a very special, unique time at CS in general. Like going back to like the Miss Cummins pile driver and all of that stuff, like there were just so many things, like so much great humor, so many, I don't know, just that time was Special and crazy, and like, I don't know. Sometimes I wish I could go back just because those moments were so funny. But I don't think it would have been possible really with any other combination of classes or people. Like we were just that kind of group that just got each other's comedy and sense of humor, and just hinged onto like you and I will say, you know, like if it's a bad idea, I'm in a hundred percent. Like we were just that kind of group. Like,
1: <laughs> well, to this day, totally I can't. Totally
0: on board. The worst plan, perfect.
1: <laughs> to this day, I can make you laugh with saying but one word: piddle. <laughs> It's been her trigger word for 25 to 30 years now. She's incapable of not dying of laughter if I say that word. Double word score oh. if I fed her pixie sticks, which I have yes. not tonight. And yet. even
0: back word, which honestly, Ruggles is right up oh, there yeah. <laughs> but definitely Piddle. I mean, can we say that? Do you have to edit that out? Like, it's Piddle 5. <laughs>
1: uh, for, we got another five years before that's deemed offensive in some way.
0: So anyway, I got us off the rails there. I don't know where you were going to head from there, but...
1: Oh, this whole, this podcast started off the rails. I mean, it's about Beam Day. (laughs) Right. It's literally off the rails and onto (laughs) the truck and right up to the, back and up to the school. You know,
0: I don't remember a lot about biology, but gosh darn it, I remember Beam Day. So I think that, that's something special. (laughs)
1: Well, beam day—it started there definitively. Like, like I said, that is the clock tower moment. Yes. Joel Case and Ray Ladd like merged into one superior right. being of creation in that <laughs> Wonder moment. Wonder Twin
0: Powers acting, and from this <laughs> nuclear
1: atomic burst came beam day. Some of the. Some of the additional—I I don't want to say the magic—then the, the seasoning on it comes. And the one thing where I will say I'll take credit for, because you were saying this earlier, because you thought I like I definitely did not create Beam Day. That's Joel and Lad. And that that's exactly how that happened. But about a year later, because we occasionally talked about Beam Day, It's just like, right. hey, remember when we were idiots and <laughs> yeah. said that Beam Day was a holiday? <laughs> or when we
0: send Mister Lad to the crazy the crazy house? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I really wish I could do a podcast and get his side of Beam Day, because I'll bet it's not nearly as glowing. Uh, He's probably like in his
0: diary, like, dear diary, this was the beginning of the end. Beam Day. (laughs) (laughs) It was a dark and stormy night. I don't know. It was the best of times. It was was the worst worst of of times. times.
1: (laughs) And the best of times had run out.
0: All we had left was Beam Day.
1: But that, that following year, I think I was talking to somebody probably around the first of May or so and talking about beam day. I said, wait a minute, the one year anniversary is that's like coming up. Yeah. Cause I knew it would have to be cause the beam was also during baseball season yes. to add to that chaos yes. and the pressure of things. Right. And so that is the point when I just kind of arbitrarily <laughs> said May 13th and we went with it and May 13th. Now the next year uh, was a different group of teachers. Yes, and it also uh, well not the entire school. Like Alan Pierce was still there, Doug Robinson, Dale Smith, Lark Murphy. But we had a
0: lot of turnover that those few years.
1: Yeah, like we had. I think there was usually two science teacher, and I think I think each of those positions turned three to four times during our years. Because you had uh, Ladd, then you had uh, Cynthia Stultz yeah. was in there for a minute. and Mr. Then, Graves
0: was there. Yep.
1: Mr. Graves was part of that. And even with that, that's, I mean, that's a quite a bit of turnover yeah. just there. Um, so Mr. Ladd was not there the next year. So we had other science teachers. Um, I forget what class I was in. I think I was in biology. Actually, we were probably all in biology too is what it was. Because yeah. that would have been our logical next class. Yeah. And we actually set it up, and that one, I forget. I want to say, Mr. Krieger, I think was gone by that point because he was.
0: Wasn't there Mrs. I, Mrs. I think it was Han? Mrs. Han? Wasn't there Mrs. Mrs. Hahn,
1: Han, but I think Linda Logel ended oh, yes. up finishing out yes, that class. Yes, you're right. You're right. We kind of had rotating chair subs yes. because Mr. Krieger was um, mysteriously absent. We'll leave it at that. Um, <laughs> you and I will talk about that when I turn the mics <laughs> off, but. We'll just say he, he was absent one day, and he, it's, he went out for cigarettes, essentially. <laughs> it's the old, yeah, dad went out for cigarettes and never came back kind of a thing. Uh, but again, I and I have nothing bad to say about him. Hi, John Krieger. Surely you're listening to Climax the Podcast. <laughs>
0: it's your favorite podcast.
1: Uh, but we set it up, and we essentially did like it's somebody in elementary school's birthday party. We had, I think some people brought cupcakes. I remember I bought the biggest bag of blow pops that Sinclair's Market had. (laughs) I bought like three or four bags of giant blow pops. And with a teacher just kind of went with it because we kind of built it up for a few days. and, And we weren't, I will say this too, we weren't constantly like this.
0: No, and we weren't like, I wouldn't say... I mean, I think if you asked a lot of our educators from back then, we weren't, like, disrespectful kids. Like, we loved our teachers. We loved our school. But we definitely had a lot of creativity, a lot of energy, and we were definitely always on our shenanigans. um, Except for when I was in Miss Murphy's class. So, (laughs) (laughs) hi, Lark.
1: (laughs) (laughs) She listened. She's probably laughing at that right now.
0: Well, she, she knew how to keep us in check, knew how to keep, you know, us focused and... That was a good thing. Yeah. About
1: every other week, uh, as I've been working with the journalism class about every other week, her planning period is right after like, or right at the time I'm leaving about every other yeah. week. I just have to pop in and say another way I respect her more, just seeing things through a different lens, <laughs> being <laughs> in the school at 44 instead of 14. <laughs> uh, oh. but yeah, so the next year we, most of us were in yeah. that would have been in that same biology two class. And I would have been a junior, you would have been a sophomore, but we definitely celebrated the next year. And I feel like, I dude, think- a bunch of us get passes, and we we didn't get like a day off of school or anything like that. But I feel you like know. a lot of us converged in the hallway. Yes. Because we, not everybody, there wasn't like bio one to bio two. Right. Okay, we, almost all of us, if not all of us, were in that same class.
0: But it had grown too, though. Because yes. there was a lot more people at that point who... You know, we're celebrating with us. Like, and we were in a lucky spot. We could see it perfectly from where our classroom was, but that didn't stop other people from. You know, Beam Day is for everyone. So that next year, there was definitely more people. But I don't know. Did we go out? I feel like we went outside though. That's what I was thinking. Is
1: uh, we definitely didn't hoard it. We absolutely shared the love.
0: Yeah, it's for everyone. H o
1: r d e or h. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's the He-Man villain. Uh, H o a r d. I don't think I'm gonna even <laughs> edit that. That's that's glorious. Golden. Yeah, but that, that's what I was thinking. Was I, I feel like we did take a
0: quote unquote like field trip, or we called like we were something like that. Like,
1: did we go out to the? We probably went out to the baseball field, like by the fence. I
0: feel like we did. Like at this, I don't know. You know, sometimes this is like there's that psychological term I don't know what it is. Where like, is this like a fake memory that like we're just creating right now? But I don't think so because I've thought about this before tonight when we were talking about it. Like. I have a memory too of us that next year when we talked about celebrating it, we went outside and did something. I don't remember what we did, but I feel like a whole group of us went out and we're like, you know, memorializing beam day. I don't remember specifically what we said or did. I don't know. Maybe Joel remembers. Maybe he said a few words. I don't know.
1: But <laughs> I yep. definitely
0: have a memory of that. And I feel like it was, like I said, that's where the more people was coming into my memory. Like I feel yes. like there was other people that hadn't necessarily been in our class that started to celebrate with us so
1: and I know for the final in-school celebration for me was 98 because yeah. that's when I graduated wherever we went whatever we did I remember I upgraded the blow pops because <laughs> I was at Meyer someplace in town yes. and uh, in my mind I I don't know they ever called them this but they were like the exotic blow top, blow pops because The normal bag is just the one with like the white wrappers and be this one's grape or purple flavored and then has the same gum on the inside. But do you remember the exotic ones where it's a way bigger sucker and it would be like half cherry, half sour apple, but still a blow pop?
0: Yeah.
1: I brought those Those for 98.
0: So many fun candies missing now from the 90s that... That was one of
1: them. Those may still exist. I can't see no, them. I don't, I don't so. know that I've looked at them. I feel like I've never <laughs> seen them. But you
0: know what? Not that I'm like really perusing the blowpop aisle much anymore, so maybe they do still exist. But I've never, I haven't never, seen them in the wild just without looking for them, I guess.
1: You may have to go back to my <laughs> <laughs> Or charms.com, or or charms, <laughs> charms blowpops. Hmm.
0: This will be a research rabbit hole, so... Here we
1: go. We've spent more time on dumber things, uh, clearly. <laughs> like, for example, talking about Beam Day on a more podcast for like 36 minutes. Too.
0: At least this search won't get me put on a federal watch list. So perfect.
1: So far, there's still more <laughs> show to go. We'll see. Yeah, that in somewhere in there, I think our memories between the fragments we have and maybe some of our own blanks yeah. that we filled in. Um, that's. I feel like we did have some sort of a moment, but it was. Yeah.
0: I bet Joel would remember. I
1: think it was just the core group that had the moment, but (laughs) it wasn't like the whole school celebrated beam day, but it was well North of the half dozen or 10 people that were sort of the, the main players in celebrating that first year.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And there's even, I'm sure there's other people out there that listen to it. In fact, I think I remember talking to Kristen Wachowski yes. about this and her yes, saying, she remembers it. I wasn't in that class, but I absolutely knew yeah. when it was beam day.
0: Well, I think it's Jamie. I think Jamie Case Morrison was one of them too, that like I had talked to about it in the past. So she remembers that for sure. And like, in over the years when I've posted stuff or you've posted stuff or Joel or whoever's posted stuff on Facebook, there's been a numerous amounts of comments of other people definitely remembering it and talking about it. But I also have a memory of, we never, at least in my knowledge, we never, it never surfaced, but we had talked for several years in a row about doing t-shirts and we never actually did it. So maybe this is the year for a Beam Day t-shirt.
1: You know what? Heck with it. Why not? I'm going to make this proclamation on Climax the Podcast with (laughs) you as my partner. I think we need to find a venue of some kind. Yeah. We're going to have to gauge some interest though, but... May 13th, I don't know what day of the week that is, but May 13th, we're gonna find some sort of venue. And anyone from Climax Scots who remembers or wants to join the celebration yes. of Beam Day,
0: it's a Monday. You can hey. join us. <laughs> it's
1: a Monday. Perfect. Well, we'll have Every to Monday. make some calls for, for some venues and but I think that needs to happen. Yeah. I think we need to have so. uh, for all the people that are just learning about the existence of Beam yeah. Day. How do you celebrate whatever you think? That's it. that's it. That's the right answer. <laughs> that's the and maybe answer. we can get a bucket of those luxury blow pops. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're gonna research that right after we, we close the podcast here.
1: <laughs> so it, it's a it's a ridiculous story. I know to some of this generation or fragment of a generation, I, I know this is probably going to be their favorite episode they'll ever hear of this show. <laughs> yes,
0: it's a very and specific for, <laughs> group, but yeah. And for others,
1: we maybe lost the plot very they early may have, on. Maybe you didn't even like, listen what, this far.
0: Be like what? What?
1: But I'm I'm hoping <laughs> the energy that transcends different generations or age groups of climax Scots is it's it's small town stuff. Yeah. It's it's something that. In any other town in America, could that have even yeah. possibly happened? Right. It's one of those things that's just an unapologetically goofy thing that probably couldn't have happened. It's a very unapologetically <laughs> that so climax <laughs> kind of story Is of course, like three or four years of students in the mid to late 90s celebrate <laughs> the installation of, of a construction course. beam.
0: <laughs> and we still celebrate it 20-plus years later. That's, I think, the key to this is that... <laughs> another part of the key to it is that it just how long it's been a lasting fun memory and story and holiday for all of us is, you know, all these years, it's, it's just, you know, one of those things that brings people together.
1: Normally this is where I'd probably wrap the interview and transition out and record in a separate outro, but let's just do it from here. It's that time of the week where we put a bow on things here at climax, the podcast. Thanks to our friends and supporters, Kristen Wachowski with state farm and Prairie historical society. Thank you, Jackie, for joining me to tell the story, Thank you, guys. the legend of Beam Day.
0: <laughs> I know you're all excited about it.
1: <laughs> Thank you, most of all, listeners. You're the reason we do this. And hopefully you found some humor in this too. And this isn't the reason you're not listening next week. I'll talk to you guys in any case in about a week. Bye-bye. <laughs>